Janet, I'm finished with cleanup and I'm ready to fly. How do I start? Hop on the launch pad and conjure an image that brings you pure joy. Some people think of their wedding day or favorite vacation spot. People puking on roller coasters. People puking on roller coasters. <gasps> it's working! <laughs> Ow! What the fork? Janet, any chance this is a scheduled trash storm? Have you ever put any thought into flying? Is that something you think about? Do you want to fly? I'd love to fly. They'd be cool as shit. Not, I don't think of it now as much as when I was younger. I was going to say, when you were a kid, or even now, if someone asks you what superpower do you want, would it be flying? It probably would have been at one time. I feel like it's not the coolest one, because there are so many man-made inventions that get us from point A to point B. Uh, seeing all the people flying around in this episode made me anxious because aren't they just all going to crash into each other and they're just human beings <laughs> like they're dead or whatever but the idea of just a bunch of flying people going that fast in the sky terrifies me now zach aren't you uh doing a bit of uh you know like when an actor's never smoked weed and they're they're playing a high character because zach you've never been in the sky <laughs> well i've been on many amusement park rides <laughs> Fair that enough. Do, I'll like, give you that simulate one. flight. Yeah, sometimes. I'll give you that one. I've Zach. been on Pan uh, Avatar, whatever that ride's called. I the cried flight on that passage, ride. Zach. Avatar Flight of Passage. I cried on that ride, and I remember getting off and saying to you, I was like, you know, your whole life you dream of flying, and that was what that felt like to me. Absolutely, I could not agree more. Yeah. So I think flying would be super cool. I think flying would be cool. I think just the freedom, the air in your face is just amazing. Uh, my partner and I watched a movie that showed a lot of people, is it called parasailing when you're just on a thing out in the sky and you're not connected like really to anything? Paragliding. Mm -hmm. And they asked me if I would do it. And I don't know. I kind of want to because I love the fresh air. I love seeing the sky. The sky is so beautiful. I think flying would be great. Yeah. Would you bungee jump or skydive? I would skydive before I bungee jump. I think that's different, and I think I agree with you, because you have to jump. Yeah. You have to be on a really high ledge and look down or look out and jump. I think that, I don't think I could make myself Well, skydiving, you have to jump out of a plane. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. But as soon as I've done it, I think I'd love the experience. Yeah. I think I'd love it. I just don't think I'm up that high and I think my brain will take over. I'll go into insect brain and I won't be able to do it. Absolutely. I think I could do it. I would skydive. I would try it. Now, if you and I could do it and we can could we strap tandem? a video on and I'm piggyback to you or something. <laughs> and, well, you'd probably be piggyback You're to me. You're piggyback to baby. me and I'm piggyback to a professional. <laughs> <The> instructor. <laughs> there's three of us. And there's actually four because uh, <laughs> there's a new level on our Patreon. Where they get to be strapped to you Make an air sandwich us. with Zach, Steven, and some instructor. <laughs> I would absolutely do it if we could strap a camera to us and make some sweet, sweet bits That'd out of it. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah, but what would be hardest for me is making myself There's take a skydiving place in Chicago. What I would love to do is one of the indoor simulated skydiving things. Sure, that'd be a great start. I would absolutely do that with no hesitation, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. I say no hesitation, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bungee jumping though. That shit's too scary. Cause what no. if the rope snaps or? No, I don't think so either. It would have. Cause to... also, if you jump wrong, like you can mess it all up. Like it's very specific. It would be the same type of thing where it's doing the jump. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think for the most part, if I'm going somewhere that's established, I'm going to trust what they have because I'm just that type of person. Yeah. I just think your brain tells you you're not supposed to jump off of something this high mm-hmm. without landing in water or something. You know, I think your brain is just like, this is danger and scary, and I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Bungee jumping is really scary to me because then you're just like sitting there. At least jumping out of a plane, I know I'm going to touch the ground one way or the other. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're back for the second episode, and boy, am I excited. I am soaring, yeah. flying. There's now, not a star That's a good ride, too. It's not as good as Flight of Passage, but it's good. Soaring's good. Flight, Soren. I thought Soaring was kind of boring. I fell, I fell asleep on it. Yeah, but we were, we're not going to review <laughs> Disney World as of the beginning of our second episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Time Knife. I'm Zach. I'm Steven, and I'm a magical slave robot. I'm really glad to be here to talk about the second episode of The Good Place. We're going to get into all of it, but before we do, let's shout out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Emmy Azrael, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Conversations with Robbie Sherman. We love those people very much, and if you want your name read out on top of heaps of other things. You can fly through the content over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, it's good to see you. How are you? It's good to see you too, Zach. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I not not right now for us, but mm-hmm. when this comes out, That's a good it's point. almost a very special boy's very special day. The day this podcast comes out on the free feed, it is my birthday. Oh, my wow. 26th birthday. Wow. I know a lot How's of people feel? I don't know. I know a lot of people listening are going to be like 26, that's not that old. And it's not that old, but I've never been 26 before, so it feels big. Yeah. It feels like I'm getting closer to the late 20s, you know. It's true. You're almost at the uh 27. You're going to do a Janis Joplin and I just don't think now what we've done with our podcast has made a splash. But I don't think it's done enough to get me put on the 27 Club Wikipedia page. Damn. And I've got to get still there a year. if I'm going to do it. I know. Got I've got year. time. I'm trying. Guys, write stuff about <laughs> me. If you want me to die next year, <laughs> come help on, me guys. get really famous this get year. Get in that Patreon. We're going to get Zach yeah. to that 27 Club. Then he's going to skydive. We're doing something I'm super excited for my birthday. My partner and I have birthdays like less than a week apart. And mm-hmm. then our anniversary is like another week after that. So we always have fun. We always go on a trip or try to do a thing. This year, we're going to have a throwback birthday party, and we rented out a really cute local, like, one theater, movie theater, and we're going to play party games on the thing, and we're going to pick out a a favorite classic movie, and we're going to screen it, like, in a private screening as a party, Mm -hmm. and we're also going to, like, demolish a local pizza joint before. Get, I, I see it in my head because I did this when I was a kid, and I'm about to turn 26, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, take me back. Take <laughs> me back to the time before. So I'm thinking like the huge plastic things of Coke passing yeah. around the table, like too many pizzas, everybody touching them and grabbing mm-hmm. them. Like coughing. Somebody's like yeah. running around crying. Someone hits their head in the corner of the table. Yeah. That's what you want to have. I get it. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really fun. This is going to be a blast. Yeah, too bad that you're choosing not to go. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not allowed in movie theaters anymore, Zach, Any after what happened theater. between us last time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Toy Story 4 was... It was an experience. Yeah. It was just so hot. 
you know, speaking of movies, the day this comes out is the day before Oscar nominations. And I love it. I'm trying to catch up right now, like two weeks before then. I'm trying to catch up with as many 2022 movies as I can because I'm really excited to see what's going to get nominated. It was a, a great year for film when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. blockbusters that uh, really made a stamp and got people back in theaters like Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water and Black Panther Wakanda Forever or also the original films that are really getting people talking like everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. um for me after sun i just enjoyed what else would you put in that category i guess the whale you could say the whale is getting the whales is getting a lot of attention it's just been a great year for movies i'm excited to see what's gonna get nominated tomorrow and see what's gonna win i i've caught up as much as i can before the nominations but as soon as the nominations drop that's when like okay these are the 15 I still haven't seen that I've got to watch before the Oscars next month. I love it. It's fun for me. Yeah, it's it's a fun time to like take in a bunch of content and I feel like mm-hmm. when you do that you get like uh I don't know, it's kind of fun to put on your your academy glasses and be like, "Ah, well, this movie was absolute garbage because, you know." Or That's fun for me. And yeah. then you're surprised by a couple every year that blow you out of the water despite all of the heady film expectations and like, this year I'm intending on watching a lot more foreign films, which is something that I want to do a lot more than I have in the past. Like, there's a Korean film called Decision to Leave that sounds mm. really great. I'm excited to watch that. Have you heard about the – it's in the language Telugu, but I think technically it's an Indian film. But if that's wrong, don't come at me. I'm just uneducated. Uh, the movie RRR. I have, yeah. It's like this um, three-hour-long epic that apparently yeah. people are leaving saying, like, that's the best action movie of all time, like critics and stuff. So have you watched a lot of um, Indian movies before? Because they, out of nowhere, were just on Netflix. And my mm-hmm. mom and I watched, like, a ton of them. And there's, like, a few different actors that are in, like, a lot of them. But mm-hmm. some of them are really, really, really good. I bet, and, yeah. And it's, like, in, it's wild because they're, like, all silly. Like, there's always, like, dance numbers and very dramatic like big grand moments but Mm -hmm. the action is really good the the choreography in them like the stunt choreography is always really great yeah and i don't speak the language so it's tough for me to gauge you know all of the acting performances but the fact that they cut through even through that like there's some really good movies and they're all really fun time i think rrr is exactly all those things and I think it's doing it in a way that's really making a splash outside of the usual circles, so I'm excited to, to check it out. I won't say yeah. too much about it. I want to see that one. Well, anything else? Do you want to dive on into the Time Knife? And talk I think about it is time to dive difference? into the Time Knife. I'm excited. Let's get into it. We're talking about the second episode of the first season of The Good Place. This is Chapter 2, Flying. It was directed by Michael McDonald. Do you know that name? Like, like not McDonald's related to singer. Ronald. Not related to Ronald. He's the guy from Mad TV. Row, row, row um, your boat. He's the little boy Stuart on Mad TV. Oh, and really? He's also Stuart? Like That's my favorite Mad TV In skit. Austin Powers. He's the guy who he flattens with the thing that's going really slow. And he's like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Michael McDonald. Nice. Um, uh, so in he, we before we did The Good Place, Stephen and I did a podcast about community. You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And he was in uh, one of our least favorite episodes of Community. He's in one of the season five finale episodes as, like, the building inspector guy. Oh, yeah. But anyway, he directed this episode, Flying. 
Um, this is his only episode that he directed of The Good Place, but I took some notes on his career because it's he's done so much. He's directed a lot more stuff than I thought. He directed 10 episodes of Bad TV, 5 episodes of Scrubs, 28 episodes of Cougar Town, wow. um, 21 episodes of Mike and Molly, and 12 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine amongst like one episode of tons of other shows, sitcoms and dramas. and That's and wild. Who would have thought? I know. I didn't know that he directed like that. And as an actor, he had over 90 credits. But the ones that stood out to me to write down is that he was in two episodes of Seinfeld. He's in all three of the Austin Powers movies. He was in 238 episodes of Mad TV. Wow. Um, six episodes of Scrubs. I think he might be the guy that broke his penis on Scrubs. Or he's oh. like either that or he's the guy that's like a super hypochondriac and thinks he's got some really rare disease. I think he's the hypochondriac guy. Yeah. And he was in one episode of Community, as I mentioned. And the last thing I saw him in, he was in Halloween Kills. Oh, really? Was the that second. good? I had never saw the third one. I did not like the second one at all. I really loved the first one. So weird. And now I love the... I would say really loved the first one is an overstatement. I really yeah. liked it when I first saw it. But the second one was bad. And I, it made me not want to see the third one. So I haven't yet. Are those the Rob Zombie ones? No, those are the new ones. Danny McBride and Joseph Gordon Green did them, and it's oh. like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And I haven't seen any of those. It's any of like those so there were sequels to the original Halloween, mm -hmm. and this one started with only the first one happened. Okay, and this comes right after the first one. Nice, anyway. first one's great. This episode was written by a name you might be familiar with, Alan Yang. Do you know Alan Yang? Is he? Does he do Atlanta? No, well, mate, no, no, because I looked through his IMDb. Uh, as a director, he 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 wrote this episode, but he directed one episode of The Good Place, an episode called Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent. I think that's next season. Mm -hmm. um, and as a writer, he wrote sixteen episodes of Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. um, he created a show that I watched and really liked called Forever. That was only one season, but it was a weird, like, purgatory kind of show where. Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph were, like, married and hated each other, but now in death they're, like, stuck with each other. And oh, wow. It was wow. a really interesting show. And he's also the co-creator with Aziz Ansari on Master of None. Ah, that's where right. I, thought you, I was trying to think, what name. show have I seen his name in the credits of? And it was. And I think the character that's Brian right. is based on him. I think him and yeah. Aziz are really good friends. That's and awesome. And then this episode, Flying, originally aired alongside last week's episode, uh, Everything is Fine, on September 19th, 2016. It's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday. Nice. You didn't mention it last time, I don't think. No. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I was paying attention. So, the next thing to do then, Stephen, we're talking about flying. For the people out there that haven't seen this episode in a long time, although we encourage you to go back and watch through the episodes with us, this is the segment for them, because everyone, gather together, we're going to find out, did, did Stephen Steven watch, the watch the episode this week? This week! That was me flying away. Second episode of The Good Place. A lot of the setting up heavy lifting is gone from last week. How are you feeling? Do you think you can do this one pretty well? You know, when I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode and I was like, you know, there's a, there's a lot that I could go into here or I could sure. keep it more surface level. And I think I'm going to try and do a mix of both, Zach. There you go. Knock your I socks like a mix. off. I'm going to secure an A+. Plus. I know you don't give those, but you're going to start today. <laughs> I love a versatile episode recap. Yeah. Well, guys, I've got my stopwatch up. You've got 20 seconds, Steven. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Three, two, one, go. It's the aftermath of the storm. 
oh no, the place is a mess, but we were supposed to fly today. But guess what? Everyone's going to fly except who volunteers to clean up. But so that Eleanor becomes a better person, Chidi volunteers them both to clean up. So they're cleaning up, but Eleanor's like, fuck it, I want to fly. So she throws the trash in the house. She gets to fly, but then there's storms. Clyde with a chance of, of garbage. Um, and uh, Chidi's going to help her become a better person because she ends up cleaning up at night. Uh, that, la uh, that last sentence was nothing. That was just The jumbled. first half of the sentence is in. Tell me it. Then Chidi is gonna help become a better person, and then okay, honestly, okay, because. because that was something I felt was missing. Because a big part of this episode mm -hmm. that we'll get into is Chidi's internal struggle. Yeah, uh, about the situation, you didn't get anything about uh, Tahani, Michael, and Jianyu. Correct. Uh, Michael's freak out. Um, other than that, though, and now that's gonna dock you some points. Mm -hmm. I but will get docked because of it. The A story you did well, yeah, you're getting docked. That's not an A plus, my friend. <laughs> I believe in you. If you, it's not that I don't give them. It's that you have to earn. I them. thought you didn't believe in A pluses. I thought your highest score was A because that's what the AV Club does. Okay, well here's what I'll say, and this is what, and the AV Club is kind of like a rest in peace situation anymore. They used to be really cool. Now they're just kind of whatever. They've uh, like given an A plus to like. A handful of really game changer episodes of television, like uh, Ozzy Mandy's Breaking Bad, yeah. is one of them. Um, so I would be will like I would give everything everywhere all at once an A plus mm -hmm. because it's you don't unreal. think that was an everything everywhere all at once level recap no, of the but episode. But I think you could get there. You could get me there. Oh, I hey, know you could. Get I'll me there. get Just you try. there. All right. Okay, I think you did a good job, but you didn't get the Michael stuff, so I'm going to give you a B minus. Okay, I'll take it. There you go. Easy. Painless. No argues. There was a little pain, but it's, you feel it, bad. it resolved. Do you think you deserve better than that, or do you think that's fair? I think I that's fair. I figured it would be in the range of a B. Sure. Um, so plus or minus, you know, I, I'll work within that If realm. you had just gotten Michael's freaking out, you would have gotten a mm -hmm. B or a B plus. For okay. sure. A minus, even, if you just I'll said know Michael's for next freaking time. out. I'll know for Well, next okay, time. okay. Let's get into some trivia for this Act week's trivia. episode. trivia! Of course, this week's Act Trivia flavor sponsor is No Flavor. Actrivia. Of course. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything because it tastes like nothing, if, if you if you know what I mean. Right. And because it tastes like nothing, it tastes bad. It's just yeah. uh, devoid of, of nourishment in mm -hmm. every way, in a way that just feels crippling. Yeah. So check it out at your local 7-Eleven, your Wawa. You can get it wherever you want. Exclusively behind Wawa's next to the dumpster. <laughs> Uh, I think we might actually have the same number of trivia questions. I've got five. Ooh, I've got s -s -s six Ooh, for you. Wrong Zach. again. Well, then you go first. The um, tables have turned this week. I know. Uh, what part of Michael was leaking? Uh, his eyes? No, his Ooh. armpit. His armpit. His armpit. I'm, I'm going to accept it. I'll take it. I'll be gracious. Armpit. It's right, because that's one of my favorite moments. I remember. Yeah. My first question for you, what is Eleanor's favorite book? Ooh, that would be Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. Good job. Um, what country is Chidi from? Senegal. Senegal, nice. Do you know what the national language is in Senegal, Zach? Uh, I think you already know I don't, but you would like to show off that you do, so why don't you tell us all? It's French, Zachary. That's why Chidi's first language is oh, French. Oh, sure. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes so perfect West sense. So West African country. My next question, what are the trash-loving best friends named uh, Antonio mm -hmm. and it's in there. It's in that melon somewhere. Billy? I know it is. I know it is. Jill, Gil, no, Jeff, For, Gil has the right first letter, but you are not close. Do you want to try or do you give Gary. up? Gary, 
That's closer, but no, it was Gunner. 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 Wouldn't have gotten that. And Antonio. Wow. Gunner, really? Sure was. Huh. I feel like nobody think that's over a the age of or do you six think that's a God-given name. You know? I, I know people who have named their children Gunner. That's a weird name. It is. It's it's not something that my people tend to do, Zachary. <laughs> it doesn't look well on a newspaper. Cash article, will take all day. That happens, but not not Gunner. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Your turn. Um, how many simultaneous orgasms does flying feel like? I know it's. Is it fifty thousand? Ooh, you're really on 50 the right track. Fifty million. It's fifty million, but better. That almost doesn't count because you led me to guess again. That was my second guess. I'm not going to give myself that. Sorry. Yeah. Stupid. I'm not going to give it to you either, so good. Next for you, who says morals are like playing a flute? Who says that? Uh, that would be Aristotle. Good job. Look, uh, it's kind attention. of one of my questions. So It's been hours since we've watched this, and you remember it. Yeah. Good job. It's been even... I watched it last night. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, your turn, I think. Um, who was Tahani's godmother? Princess Diana? Yeah. Have you, have you heard any of the the dirt that's coming out? No, I'm uneducated about the royals. I'm sure it's deeply interesting, and I could pick the right thing to send me down that rabbit hole. But yeah, there's some drama. Care. It's fun. Uh, I was always really invested in that because my mom was a big Lady Di fan. Sure. Uh, What's in the news? Diana maybe? got some stuff to say these days. She's yeah. really mad. Well, because uh, Harry and, and his... Black wife, right? Megan Markle, star of the I don't Coast think you should leave supporting with that. actress. I, I don't think you of need the to TV say... show Suits, if you remember on USA. Mm-hmm. Um, what a sh- that was a good show. But they left the royal family right. pretty unceremoniously because of the the stuff. So then they had like a documentary came out. Um, they right. released, but now Harry has a memoir, a, a uh-huh. book that he's coming and out the, where he details. The cover's kind of silly. Is I haven't seen the cover. I just know that he talks about it's his just like penis his a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but he also got into a fight. His brother hit him. Hmm. William. They got into a physical tussle. Uh, and that's part of what led them to leaving the royal family. So there's some drama between the brothers. Hopefully we never have that, Zach. I don't ever want to tussle because I'm black. I know. I feel like I need to put the interest in the royals. Now it makes me feel small because it's like world history in a way. So I should probably know it. But I'm going to put royals in like the same category I put like professional wrestling and like <laughs> to an extent like drag race and like, You're like i get why people like it but it's not for me not for me it's just i know that it's fake so so <laughs> I, I can't watch it that takes stakes. you out of it is it my turn I get it. uh yes what is eleanor's happy flying thought i got this i got this i got it's this um okay 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 it's coming to me People puking on roller coasters. You were looking at your notes, you son of a bitch. Zachary, listen. Do you promise me you weren't? I promise did you? you I wasn't. I don't know. Does this mean promise? Oh, wait, Pinky. Just do your question. Let's get it over Um, with. What did Aristotle pinky. compare morality to, Zach? Like playing a flute. Ah, yes, yes, yes. My last question. What night does Eleanor get drinks with work friends? That's my last question. Thursday. Good job. Well done. We're doing a little shuffling this week. We're going to move right into the emails from our patrons that we got this week because it makes sense to do their trivia with our trivia and just share the wealth and have them be a part 
of this experience. What we got this week? We've got two emails we're going to read this week from patron Zach. Um, the first one is from our good friend, Artie. We're going to check out what trivia she has for us. Okay. Um, let's see. She says, how does Eleanor refer to Janet when she can't remember her name at the beginning of the episode? Uh, robot Slave Lady, I feel like, is one of them, but I forget what the other one is. Yeah, Robot Slave Woman, I think, whatever I said at the beginning of this. <laughs> Um, she also called her like desk lady or like receptionist front, or something. Receptionist, front desk yeah. lady. Um, let's see. What, what are the fears that Cheedy has written down on his chalkboard? Oh, I don't got don't that know. at all. Not mm-hmm. a one. I did look at the chalkboard, but not that half of it. Sure. Um, cause it was like split into like sections. Right. Uh, what does Tahani say that cleaning up the neighborhood reminded her of? Uh, so clean, picking up Vietnam with, with her godmother, Diane. I didn't get that one. Well, um, yeah, the Diana part. I forgot yeah. the Vietnam. I think that's, that's so what funny. It was. Um, what is the name of the dog that Michael kicks into the sun? That's Teacup. Mm-hmm. Teacup does not love. I can kick this one right back in the sun. I can and kick get you it right back if one that loves you more. Um, whose house does Eleanor secretly ask Janet to dump collected trash into? I think Gunner. Antonio's. Ooh, Antonio, you're right. It was mm-hmm. Antonio. You're right. Um, let's see how he did. The first uh, helper woman, front desk lady, and magical slave robots. We got most of that great um and then the fears say can morality even be taught e.g aristotle kant parfait Mm -hmm. um or utilitarian simply too flawed selfish (laughs) nice um the time she sent picking up mortar shells with her godmother princess diana where did vietnam Vietnam come i don't know it was in vietnam it it was huh it happened did, in Vietnam. Okay, that, sorry. She, it, that, if you let me finish, I, you the know last that words I will of the answer are in Vietnam. I'm not in the business of letting <laughs> Steven finish. Um, the dog's name was Teacup, and it was in Antonio's house. Thank yeah. you, Artie, for those questions. We might hear more from Artie later. All right. Um, our next set of questions is from another patron. Uh, Danny M. Lugo yeah. has six questions for us. Well, let's um, do them. I know. Let's see. Let's see. How many times in this episode is someone shown calling Janet to appear? What a question. I'm going to say three. I'm just going to say one because I don't think there was – I'm trying to think of anyone other than Eleanor. I know there's her. at least two, but okay. I'm going to say that there's three. Well, let's meet in the middle then. Let's just That's call a good it question, Danny. Yeah. What's the name of the first lady who gets picked as designated driver? Wasn't it like Blythe or something or like <laughs> I don't think Barley? it was Blythe, but I don't know. Ba- banjo? Danny is not holding Is her back. name Banjo? And I Danny specifically told banjo. me today. So those who don't know, Danny is my partner both in dance and in life. And she says to me today, oh, well, I didn't want to send really hard questions because there weren't any hard ones to ask. So I just asked medium questions this week. Okay. Jeez. So this is the, the mid-level difficulty. Yike. Um, what object is Antonio holding when they're talking to Eleanor picking up trash? Is it a broom? They're sweeping the streets? A broom or maybe a rake? A rake. Ah, rake up that trash. Rake it up. Um, what Survey did Aristotle says? think of moral oh. virtue? <laughs> it's like playing a flute. It's like playing a flute. Um, what do the flying jumpsuits logos say? Oh, no clue. Flying good place. Good, good place. Good place fly. Good place Good place air. air. Hey, look at that. Uh, name Tahani's example right. of a flaw making something more beautiful. Uh, oh, Sybil shit. Shepherd being short is what it is. There we go. Was it Sybil Shepherd or was it Cindy Crawford? Cindy Crawford. Why did I say Sybil Shepherd? I don't know. Cindy Crawford. Nice, nice deep cut. Put me down. All right, for the answers. Um, once in the intro, she didn't count when she appears mm-hmm. after collecting the trash since Eleanor is not shown calling her. 
Okay, that's loophole what question. I was thinking, I the think. question okay. was how many times has someone shown Colin? So you her? were correct. Wow. Uh, number two, Betsy. Not quite banjo, but close enough. Um, a pinata is what Antonio is holding. I don't recall. Is that racist? I don't think so. I think. Well, I don't know. Is it cultural? Is he an Italian or a Hispanic? Antonio? Guys, write in at timeknifepod at gmail Is it cultural appropriation to have a pinata at your party? Let us know. I, think I don't it, think it, so. I think it probably is. But like, but we'll let it pass. But yeah, it probably it's, it's, is. You know, nobody's mad about it yet. No one's gonna throw a fit. Um, okay, Aristotle thought this of moral virtue. Um, we were wrong. The more you practice, the more you get better well, at it. Like well, it compares that it was to the same flute. one, but, but that, we didn't say the reasoning. So. We didn't. Um, it says flying club sure. on the jumpsuits. Cute. So you were close. You said flying. We said air. Can we just uh, say how cute Kristen Bell looked in that little flying jumpsuit? It was adorable. Cute as a button. Adorable. Very cute. And Cindy Crawford being short is Not the simple. example of a flog. Thank you, Danny, for those questions. Thank you. Excited to hear more later. All right, send us in trivia questions. If you follow us on Twitter at TimeKnifePod, that is the best place to find out when we need trivia for the next episode. And send us any thoughts you've got about the podcast, about The Good Place, on over at TimeKnifePod at gmail.com. And, of course, if you want to make sure your messages get read every week, become a patron. Let's move on, Stephen. What do we got to do now? Talk about the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, What do you think overall this episode, Zach? What stands out to you about this one? I feel like this is... Because it, it came out alongside the premiere, normally if I'm watching the first episode of the show, it's pretty you impossible to too. not watch the second one right afterwards, you know, for any good place watch through. I agree with you, and I think I like this episode better removed from the first half. Because totally. I kind of think it's a really solid episode. I am very rarely going to have super negative things to say about this show, which might make this less interesting, but I love this show. It's It's mm-hmm. usually so well written, you know. Uh, but I think this episode, just because it doesn't have all the wonder that the first episode has of yeah. where are we, what is this place, this episode they just kind of clean up the whole time. There's some really interesting character dynamics being built. Um, the flying thing is fun. It's a really solid episode watched on its own. But I think when sandwiched with the first episode, especially with how high energy the first episode ends mm-hmm. with the they're knocking on the door, you're not wearing the pajamas, what are we going to do? Yeah. This one kind of like fixes that pretty fast and then is a different world building episode. A, a good one. But, it is. Um, and I feel like this episode energy. is more so the pace of what this first season feels like a lot of the time. Probably. Um, I think this episode also allows us to focus less on Eleanor for part of it. The first one is very much from Eleanor's point of view, and we see sure. everything happening from her perspective. We but get a lot more of we finally get away. We get a lot of, I mean, incredible. I mean, Ted Danson is is such a great actor, and it's really easy to forget that. Sometimes I think he, seeing he's how he's so silly good Michael at it is, that it looks so easy. Yeah, like but he if, just is Michael. But he's if you take the time so well. to appreciate, there are, and we'll talk about them more. But there's so many weird little mannerisms and movements that he has as mm-hmm. this character that are decided, rehearsed decisions by Ted, and yeah. it comes off so natural that you forget to heap endless praise on it. Ted Danson, I don't know for sure that he didn't, but I don't think he ever got nominated for an Emmy for this, and he should That's have. That's crazy. He should have. He and Kristen Bell both, along with William Jackson Harper, Darcy mm-hmm. Carden, um, but especially those two performances, and especially, especially Ted Danson. Yeah. What a pro. What a legend. What a pro. Mm-hmm. And the perfect part for him, too. Yeah. 
this is such a talented cast. I mean, all the way top to bottom, really. Both of, like, established faces and total newcomers, too. Yeah. It's great. Anything else before we dive in? Do you want to dive into the episode? Um, yeah, let's dive in. I think this, uh, what I like so much about this one is everyone's like, okay, when you get to whatever the good place is, you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. You can live out your dreams. Your dream dog is a fingertip away. Mm-hmm. Your favorite million flavored frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah. But flying is like a thing that, you know, people dream about. And so it's cool that it's there. Um, but even even that is like kind of sullied because there's this glitch in the system. Something's wrong. And so everyone's dream is kind of I, I love just the framing of that is so good. I think that it works really well. Yeah. And even though it doesn't like throughout the whole episode continue the tension of the end of the first episode. Mm hmm. The beginning does. I really like the how how intense it is and how there's this town meeting, everything is happening, and not only is it happening, it's pointing at Eleanor mm-hmm. like as it happens. She says the wrong thing and something comes falling from the ground. There's no hiding it. The thing that I think, I don't know, maybe it's sort – is it a cheap – thing a cop out that all she has to do is ask janet for the pajamas and then she's kind of in the clear i as, think it as makes big sense. of a tension was built around this idea yeah it's a pretty easy it's a little bit of an easy get out of it but i'm glad that she does get out of it because yeah, i think sure. that that if people if everyone knows that she doesn't belong mm-hmm. then it's it kind of you know ruins any sort of suspense well sure Right. I and just I think, think like, the Janet problem can do kind of goes the away wants. after that. Janet's an incognito browser. She's a That's VPN. A I love that Eleanor is like, okay, just making sure you can't access what I ask you. She's like, it's private from everyone, She's including like, what Michael. Kind of what kind of porn do you want? What kind of porn do you want to watch? <laughs> that was such a funny line. Uh, Janet, I think, is even a little funnier this episode than she was yeah. in the first one. I One thing that stood out to me this episode, I think the little badoop sound whenever mm-hmm. janet shows up is adorable it's great i just think it's so cute and the just, sound mm-hmm. design exactly. in this show is so good the score i don't know who does the score but it's got the such score a is great it's light right sunny feel i love it so much i think that this show also does a really good job of like the even just the mixing and mastering of the the music with the sound effects with the 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 voc the like audio that's recorded from the people talking it all blends so well you're right and it makes you kind of feel like you're in this like dream world a little bit because Absolutely, there are these noises that are like omnipotent coming from all around you like the mm-hmm. Janet noise isn't coming from Janet or if it's just it is just is you know <laughs> it is. I think that's right. so brilliant I thought it was interesting that the big neighborhood meeting is at Tahani's house well she got the biggest house that's true. Uh, they don't really know anything. I really like a couple of bits in that scene when, well, when there's a glitch in the Matrix, everything goes wrong and you end up with something like Gary over there. And Gary has the, like, Pablo Picasso face. He's like, and hang how in there, did they buddy. make it? I and mean, that's just, like, somebody just drew that. But yeah. why does it still look so good? I know. Every little detail is fully realized in this show. And it makes it all the funnier because it is just a throwaway joke. But it's so funny. It looks mm-hmm. so silly. Hang in there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson is just funny top to bottom all over this thing. Mm-hmm. His bit with sweat. <laughs> I'm I'm leaked. What is <laughs> That makes me want to bring up what my biggest point about Michael in this episode is this really cements the idea that Michael is a non-human entity who is in a human body and he's new to this body and yeah. he doesn't quite understand how it works. Which and... I think is one of the funniest jokes throughout the show. 
that's what's so genius about Ted Danson's physical movement and comedy in this show. It's be- it really feels like someone's inside him, like pulling the levers and making <laughs> yeah. it work. Like the sweat thing is so funny. The oh, uh, do I lick it away? No, you dab it with a cloth. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Oh, and then you and then lick then it. Lick that that seems weird. <laughs> Continues to do it a few times, and it's legendary Ted Danson pulling off these silly zany bits. It's moments that make Michael really likable. There's a lot to learn about Michael, and our feelings about Michael will go up and down throughout the series. But Michael is so aloof and so yeah. light on his feet, and it's just perfect. I love Well, and Michael. I think he plays those moments, especially towards the, I mean, different ways throughout the episode, but going from no emotion to a lot of emotion, then being very confused by the emotion that mm-hmm. he's having, which then creates a new emotion that he doesn't understand. Agreed. And it, it's so consistent, but it's also so contained within him that it's it's just great. So one of the big themes of this episode is that Eleanor wants Chidi to help her, and Eleanor knows that Chidi has the knowledge to teach her about philosophy, but the problem goes deeper than that for Chidi because mm-hmm. Chidi's wrestling with what does helping her mean? Not just can I help her, but should I help her? And 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 am I doing more bad by not helping her? And I think that's an interesting conflict for Chidi here. Um, I think we get a lot more interesting stuff from Chidi in this episode. Um, I like all of this stuff in, in that scene where Chidi kind of comes up with the idea of teaching her that he, he's in the good place and he asks for a chalkboard. Is a really yeah. funny detail. He could have asked for a, a whiteboard or anything. You know, he wanted a, a classroom chalkboard. <laughs> I like Eleanor that she wants to. She's like, "Can I vape philosophy?" I think that's a really yeah. funny line. A really funny exchange is this is the part where Chidi to find out if Eleanor is helpable asks, "Tell me one thing, anything that you know about me," and mm-hmm. she doesn't know anything. Please help me, man. I swear I am worth it. Tell me one fact that you know about me. We spent the whole day together. You must remember something. What country am I from? Uh, Is it racist if I say Africa? Yes, and Africa is not a country. I am from Senegal. Do I have any siblings? Where did I go to college? Trick question, you didn't. I was literally a college professor. Do you not remember one single thing about me? Dude, things have been nuts around here. I bet you don't know anything about me. You were born in Phoenix. You went to school in Tempe. You're an only child. Your favorite show is something called The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and your favorite book is Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, it, that whole interaction is, is so funny because Chidi is trying so hard to find one, like, good thing. It's like in the first episode, he's like, well, tell me, you did something good on Earth, right? Like, give me something. And she's like, ah. <laughs> but even through this and more so later in the episode, they're starting to build the two of them as, like, a little comedic duo. Mm-hmm. To where as much as he's got a wall up of, like, I don't know how much I should engage with this person, they're just, like, back and forth. The dialogue is so funny and feels like it's already getting comfortable. And I really yeah. like that. I really well, love the I dynamic the characters Well, and I think that right have. now the, the reflection is is so funny because you have Chidi who is in this situation where he is kind of being forced to be selfless. 
and the the big runner in this episode is is Eleanor being selfish, you know, and so we see how much it stresses Chidi out. He's like, well, I want to do the right thing. I'm like, this is a good thing. Like, I'm trying to help this person no matter what. Like, I just need something. And Eleanor is like, well, this person's going to help me, so I'll be fine. So I don't need to worry about it. And I think that the the way that that plays off of each other just creates so much comedy and, and so much. Yeah. Um, like, I want to see more of this interaction and want and, and love every scene that they have together. And love even more seeing how pain Chidi is when they're around anyone else because mm-hmm. he thinks that at any moment she's going to let slip how awful she is. And she will. Yeah. She absolutely <laughs> will. I love the Senegal Sensodyne joke. I think yeah, it's that so was funny. Great. It's such a good quippy writing. Here initially, Chidi decides, Eleanor, you're beyond helping. You're Like you said, you're selfish. And mm-hmm. you've got to want to do things for other people before I should help you. And I think that's really interesting. I have a lot of different conflicting thoughts on when you should and shouldn't help somebody. It's really, mm-hmm. really interesting character dynamics. And I like what they get out of it in this episode. Yeah. I think that the flashbacks uh, that's what I was gonna bring with up. Eleanor having, like, going back to her coworkers are so funny. And when she eats the names from the hat... It, it just shows that she will go so far to get out of any sort of responsibility or to everyone or not here trusts the my integrity. <laughs> and it, it, you know, and we see that her job was not full of great people. Like they were selling fake medicine to they're old all people. sad. Yeah. They're like not the best people either, but at least they have some sense of accountability or morality or, or fairness. And Eleanor is, seems to be void of that entirely. During the orientation, the day two sequence, I really love those moments where the whole neighborhood's gathered together and Michael explains that they're going to be flying, like you talked about. Such a perfect idea to bring that inherent general human dream to just be weightless and free and flying. I think it's great that they bring it in. And I I think it's uh, also cute that in The Good Place they have, like, activities planned. Like, they're like, okay, this day we're going to do this, this day everyone gets settled. And that then we're going to fly great. today. It's so cute. It's like preschool, but better. My favorite little Michael moments is just the pose he does. He's like, now that you're dead, let's live a little. And he like claps <laughs> and puts his arms in the air. Really sweet. Uh, and this is where Tahani and Jianyu, who we still don't know that much about, uh, Jianyu just just, mm-hmm. just shrouded in mystery at this yeah. point. Uh, they volunteer to clean up the neighborhood, which I think is really nice. And I think it actually, this episode in general gives us a lot more of Tahani and about Tahani. And yeah. I like that even if she's maybe showing off a little bit, I like that she's the one that steps up and is like, I'm going to put together the front to clean up this place. But why did it ever have to be, but whoever is cleaning up doesn't get to do the fun thing that yeah, they're all getting Yeah, that's what kind of sucks. Now, here's a question, Zach. Would sure. you would you fly right away or would you, would you volunteer to help clean up this community that you're a part of now? I think... I would do something to make myself sound nice and try to be one of the very first to fly. So as soon as I'm done and maybe I wouldn't do it as long as everybody else, mm-hmm. I could go and help clean. But how selfless of an act is that really? Not is that very. Really? Yeah. yeah. What about you? I would really want to fly. Yeah, but of it course. De- but I feel like if I were like with other people, like if my friends were the ones who went to go clean up, I would probably clean up first and, and plan entirely on stopping early to go fly. Yeah, and that's one of the fun things about this episode is because that's where Eleanor is 
and mm-hmm. we'll get a little more into that, but here is where Chidi volunteers Eleanor because Eleanor's like, flying is going to be so fun. I'm going to love it so much. And that's Chidi's point that we volunteer. And they have yeah. a little argument. And in that moment, Chidi does kind of get Eleanor to agree to, well, wouldn't the selfless thing be to help the other people and to give up the fun thing to do to help? And she's like, yeah, I guess. But we feel with her because we would want to fly too. Yeah, absolutely. I, the line that makes me laugh is she's like, I'm going to be soaring through the air like a forking bird. And I think it's so funny. You didn't mention it in your recap, but I think all of the, I mean, it's small, but all of the little business of Tahani, Gianni, and Michael in this episode is so funny. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the scene where Tahani and Gianni were cleaning. We get our first major Tahani name drop with the Princess Diana yeah. line, which is really funny. And they they do a good job of writing those in a way that, they could go over your head. Not the Princess Diana one, but she does this all the time. They could go over your yeah. head. She's like, my godmother? My godmother, mm, Diana? Godmother. doesn't Diana. matter if she's... You know, you could be like, who's Diana? But it's yeah. so funny the way that she, even in death, has to tell everyone how important she is. When and none funny. of those people are here in the good <laughs> no. place. No. <laughs> uh, so, so funny. Tahani compliments Michael's neighborhood, and I just love the way uh, Ted Danson acts the moment where he's like... Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. But it's also dead wrong. This neighborhood is a disaster. See, I must have made a mistake somewhere, and it led to all this chaos, and now I'm just, I'm just terrified that it's going to happen again. I'm trying to put a good face on, on well, this, this face that I've constructed for myself, but the truth is I, I'm just miserable. I have to go. Thank you so much for your service. Tahani decides that she's going to help Michael, and they have the cute moment where... Jianyu and Tahani look at each other. There are several moments where Tahani's trying to trick Jianyu into talking, and mm-hmm. they're like, on the count of three, let's help Michael. Oh, you tricked me. You got me. <laughs> that was cute. I like when she's like, oh, you of course know Jianyu, who's still keeping his vow of silence, even in the afterlife. Yeah. He's still nothing. <laughs> let's talk about Gunner and Antonio for a second, just mm-hmm. because I want to say they're totally gay, right? They are a gay couple. Do you think? They they like each other. I think it's really cute. Mm-hmm. Just this annoying gay couple well, that's there like good was at even, everything so and helping everybody. So if you catch it, Zach, the good place is uh-huh. a very uh, LGBTQIA plus friendly place. There's a there's an older lesbian couple that's holding hands in the front row of the orientation as well. The good place said we'll allow it. Yeah, it, it, we'll let it happen. We'll let it slide. You're right. And it's another, like, they're so nice and so ready to help, but in such a weird way, kind of like how Tahani is perfect in in giving, but in a way that just stabs Eleanor. Uh, It's the same with Antonio and Gunner, that she's like, oh my god, these people are having fun picking up trash. uh, This is awful. I just want to go fly, and they're content to be here all day. Now, Zach, there's even a possibility here Mm -hmm. with Antonio and Gunner. They weren't a couple in life. They're soulmates that they discovered there. So who knows uh, who they were with or together. What their story was and what yeah. they got to be on Earth. Yeah. Or the older lesbian couple. Sure. Yeah. That's That's cute. good. I, I like, like that. that. I like that. Aw. And so they have the run-in with Gunnar and Antonio, and Chidi has a funny moment where he's like, I've narrowed it down to two options on helping you, Eleanor. Yes and no. <laughs> and uh, Eleanor is like, well, I'm the best. I'm going to keep being selfless, and I'll show everybody yeah. This is what I'm here for. So that's moving on. We get more of the designated driver flashback 
um, uh, she shows up another time after getting caught out for eating the names and rigging the drawing mm-hmm. of the designated driver. So next time she just shows up already hammered. So yeah. she can't be. And that's when Blythe is it? Is that mm-hmm. when Blythe? Blythe Bl- is the designated Blanche. driver. Because she's like, well, I guess someone else will do it. This moment in the flashback is probably my least favorite we've seen Eleanor so far. Mm-hmm. The moment when she's like the giant loophole in the system I accidentally discovered. Yeah. Beep, beep. That sucks. That's shitty. That's really shitty. You know, in But the it does world, paint a picture of how, like, yeah, she's charming and yeah. funny, but if you're anyone other than her, it's probably exhausting. Does that strike a chord for us at all? That we're charming, you know, to us, but if you take a step back, it's exhausting. Do you think that? Oh, I that think rings because true? we're so exhausting to ourselves, then it's gotta be the reverse. So everyone else must love us, right? We're great. Another favorite Michael scene: Tahani, Jianyu, Michael uh, eating yogurt. Uh, okay, as trying to help Zach, him I have I have beef with this scene. Yeah, what? I have my first qualm. Okay, let's hear why it. were Tahani and Jianyu's yogurts? Like actually frozen yogurt. Michael's looks fake as fuck. It looks like it's CGI. Like there's like there was nothing there, and they like edited in like some plain yogurt. Could they not find a vanilla that looked so plain? Lil said the same thing. Yeah, and they mentioned it on the audio commentary. They don't do commentary on every episode, but they did for the first two. What uh-huh. they mentioned was they put a lot. I don't, I think it's really there. I don't think it's CGI'd in, but they wanted it to be. Not just vanilla looking, even more absent of flavor. So they so, like digitally altered it. No, they said on the set that it was almost like a little translucent, like milky kind of. I think it's just the way it looks on the camera. It looks like it's like CGI. That's your qualm. If that's your qualm, that's no big That's deal. my one with the whole episode. But the way Michael says, I got no flavor. It's what I, I got deserve, no really. flavor. It's so like sad Charlie <laughs> Brown in that moment. What do you think about fucking Michael noticing a dog as a glitch in the Matrix and, and freaking it out? The sun? I love that his first thought was, "Oh no, this whose is dog to is be that? Here. Whose dog is that? Who's?" And then just kicks the shit out of. It. I think that visual is so, funny is so funny of this world's like not necessarily God, but his like the, the creator of this world just punting a dog yeah. into the sun. It was very Team Rocket. It was great. <laughs> team Rocket. <laughs> it's so silly that it doesn't come off as cruel because animal cruelty is not something you see a lot of in television yeah. because it's a really heavy topic. But so it was really shocking the first time I saw that. Yeah. You don't expect to see something like, like that. It's like, oh, shit, he just killed the a dog. The visual of how long it takes the dog to reach the sun and then just like the like the little bit of smoke. <laughs> it's such a good visual. So okay. funny. Eleanor is cleaning up trash in her trash bag burst. I really like her notion that they're in the good place. Shouldn't it be magical trash bags? Absolutely. That don't break? Of course it should. So she does what, I don't know, definitely what I did when I cleaned my room as a kid. Like put stuff under rugs, oh, put stuff in it, closets. Yeah. Underneath my bed and inside my closet was a fucking travesty. Mm-hmm. Were yeah, you my closet Were you a good cleaner space. or a bad cleaner? Bad cleaner. What I about would... now? Now, if I'm cleaning, I clean pretty okay. But yeah. absolutely, when like somebody's coming over and I want to like clean out like this recording room, yeah. I absolutely shove everything that I don't sure. want out in the closet that is hidden behind a very thin curtain. So Agreed. if anybody moves yeah. it, I am absolutely <laughs> forked. But uh, but to the naked eye, it's fine. You look perfectly normal unless you peek behind a curtain. Yeah. So she rushes everything away, and she there's only five minutes left in flying, so she wants to get there as soon as she can. 
I thought the effect of her on the launch pad, Janet telling her to think happy thoughts, very Peter Pan, by yeah. the way. Uh, the visual of her floating was really nice. Yeah, it, it looked did good. good it didn't look like any strings or wires or super fake. Like the special effects were pretty good. But as soon as she, and she should have known, but as soon as she starts to feel the weightlessness, then the trash storm begins because she's made another selfish act that she shouldn't have made. Can't what do you think break. of the trash storm, Zach? Is that is that funny? Is that too on the nose? Do you think that'd be pretty freaking obvious that the person who was cleaning then wasn't cleaning anymore starts to fly and then now there's trash? I don't think so. I don't think it's like an exciting decision to make the trash storm mm-hmm. after we had like the end of the first episode. But I think it could be seen as like we're being punished for how dirty and unkempt the, sure. the neighborhood is. That was my thought. Yeah, I, I agree. If I were a citizen there, I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, no, it's still dirty. We shouldn't have flown at all. We should have all cleaned yeah. up. I like that we get another little moment where Michael has to talk to the dog owner. We kind of <laughs> referenced it, but, um, saying, well, you know, it's just a figment of a dog, and we can get that dog back, and it doesn't feel or think or love, and the girl's obviously really Teacup upset doesn't love me? And just the way Ted Danson says, well, I can throw this one right back up at the sun and get you a new one, no problem. <laughs> Stay tuned for the end of the podcast because I think there's something about that aside that I'd like to bring up in a spoiler talk. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. You know what I'm picking up what I'm throwing down? Absolutely. So everyone's just running crazy. I like that Michael like huddles under a, a frozen yogurt like stand. And there's a really nice scene where Eleanor has to come to Chidi now from the perspective of you're right, I'm wrong, I have to come clean to you. Chidi already knows that she's gone and done something stupid. It's a good moment. She has a, a great line to start that where she's like, before you say anything, that's it. I just don't want you to say anything. And I, <laughs> I think just that's don't want really you to say anything. Because she knows that, that he's right and that's that she's wrong. Moment. Yeah. But it, it's cute because she, you know, she's coming to him because she knows that he's the best friend she has in this place right now. Absolutely. But she also, like, knows that he was right and that, you know, she she wasn't doing it with good intentions. And that's what it led to. I also like the line in that bit when Chidi, or no, Eleanor says to Chidi, you're like the worst part of Superman. Because yeah. he's got some of the unfailing uh, right moral compass as Superman, but none of the cool superhero powers. Which I'm just going to say it, Superman, one of my least favorite superheroes. I think he's kind of a bitch. He's just not interesting. Yeah. They haven't made him interesting yet. Like he's like a perfect Jesus boy. Yeah. He can do anything. Can't hurt him. Yeah. Who cares? Not, not exciting. Batman, How do you though, lose to a bald DC, guy? Of course, I like Batman. Yeah. Did you see the Batman this year, Not Zach? Yet, That's on a lot have of people's to, movie yeah. lists. Gonna have to. It's part of the list. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks. The cool. reason I didn't see it yet is because it's three hours, and that's a long time. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet. I like the moment when Gunner and Antonio are pumped that there's more trash to clean up, <laughs> that's and so then the cute. fucking dumpster comes down and crushes them. They did nothing wrong, and Eleanor just got them crushed. But then the we can't die here. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh shit, they're dead. They're just done now. But, but then they pop out, oh, dead. you can't die here. Yeah. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Such a funny visual, too. Then back at Tahani's place, we get a big character building moment eventually for Gianyu because they're still trying to comfort Michael. He's still spiraling. He's not a mountain of strength. He's a mountain of, or a, 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 a canyon a full canyon of poop. Full of poo poo. Poo poo. Steven, you're not a poo-poo pee-pee joke person. Did that bother you, the poo-poo? No, I, I'm okay with that poo-poo pee-pee joke. That, that one, I, I can't even say it, but I think I'm okay with that one. Uh, but as for those who don't know, I am famously, famously the poo-poo pee-pee. The it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me all the time. But sometimes 
I can I can be known to give it a chuckle or two. This is one of my favorite scenes of the episode, yeah, Zach. This I is think a great that scene. acting wise from both John Yu and Michael and Tahani too, but especially mm-hmm. the two of them, there's so much understanding and emotion that gets sent through that just little touch on his chest. Right. And it's so funny. I see it now. Oh, well, Tahani's great there too because when Michael's like, oh, I see now. Such strength. Tahani's kind of like, well, really? Like, what are you talking about? I yeah. Been getting any of that. <laughs> Uh, it's a great moment and another moment that we'll have to bring up in the spoiler mm-hmm. talk at the end, probably. A really good moment. And then my favorite Michael moment of the entire episode is just a tiny moment. He's like, I'm back. And then he like bows and does a wave <laughs> and steps back weird. I just love weird little <laughs> guy gremlin moments like that. It's so funny. Because he has no about? idea how to be a regular person. Uh-uh. And it's hilarious. Well, he like knows, but he hasn't done it before. You know, yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of yeah. It's really really great. Uh, and then a funny Tahani moment. Tahani has a couple of really funny moments in this episode. After Michael leaves, when she's like, "That looks so freeing. I'm gonna try being quiet." And she's quiet for like five seconds. She's like, oh my god, that was. Amazing. I absolutely know people Thrilling. like that. So <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. We we could not do it. I actually am, uh, have a vow of silence when I'm not recording the podcast. So I keep my voice so silky, is that what silky, it is? Gra- silky gravelly. Sil- silky gravelly? Yeah. It's like just, just gravel covered in silk. It's a mess. We got one more flashback scene. Not a lot to say. I think the flashback is maybe like the most wasted time in the episode because they got yeah. back to it so many times. But I love the way Eleanor talks in this one when she's like, I met this hot bartender. We're going to go back and bang it out. Uh, called all the cabs, tried to help you out. Good news. But they don't want me because I've thrown up in cabs <laughs> too many times. Sorry. So we're good. Then If you leave now, you're banned from Thursday night drinks for life. And she's like, it's fine. All I'll right. see you at work. Cool. See you when I see you. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's really funny. I also like how, you know, it tells a lot about her. that The, the time she's sober, she can't be with the group. Like, she's just mm-hmm. sitting over by herself because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be around them if they're drinking and having a fun time. And then the bartender that's that true. was so concerned, like, oh, wow, it's such a good friend thing. Is the same as going to take her away so she can't be it? Yeah. But it's, it's funny. It is funny. And I also like the cut of Eleanor not really being able to sleep. Yeah. And I think it's because she's, like, reflecting on this and reflecting mm-hmm. on her selfishness, and it's it's cool. Yeah. Because then the next day, or later that night, she can't sleep, so she goes and cleans up by herself and mm-hmm. cleans the whole place up. And Chidi, who, weirdly, we learn, has this little apartment in... Well, she never asked if everyone has their area. own place. I know, she didn't. I just assumed... I think I've always just kind of assumed that Chidi and Eleanor were in the same place. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but Chidi notices, sees it, comes down, is like, yeah, you didn't know I lived there. That's just like you. Mm-hmm. And notices Eleanor is going through this and that because of it, she's acting. I like the, on it and, and cleaning up. I like the way that Kristen Bell delivers the, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt kind of bad hadn't felt it before. Didn't love it. I thought that was yeah. really nice. A really nice moment. And, um... Well, but then immediately Janet pops up and is like, oh, hey, I found the smelliest garbage I can. Somebody put that in Antonio's house for you? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> but what I love about that is then Eleanor and Chidi share this kind of knowing look with each other. And I think it's the first time when Chidi's not like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But it's kind of like, that's a little funny. Yeah, that's kind of cute. It's a cute little moment. It's a seed, and I like it. Me too. We're almost to the end of the episode. The next day, we get the bit genius that in The Good Place, Eleanor comments to Michael that the coffee cups are fixed and they don't leak at the seam. Yeah. You're not really a coffee cup drinker, are you? Um, 
Not from mugs in my home, usually. Well, I'm talking about in this episode, the lid on a oh, paper yeah, cup. Oh, I, yeah, I drink coffee. I don't need coffee, but I yeah. like coffee. Driving in my car and drinking a hot coffee, that seam, if it lets a little bit out, you're absolutely fucked. Yeah, you're getting burned. So the good place. Good good call. Michael comes up to Eleanor. There's that little tiny moment when he's like, I know what you did. You cleaned up the whole place. I knew you were special. <laughs> so good. Some stuff. In the final scene of the episode at Eleanor's house, uh, Chidi is starting to teach her. And we get mentioned the first little glimpse of the philo- philosophical. Mm-hmm side of this show i can't even say the word and we're gonna have to talk about it a bunch and that'll come up in just a moment because i want to talk about philosophy but at the end of this episode they they kind of bond eleanor learns how to say senegal correctly which is a really cute moment <laughs> well and chidi's like that's not a present that's just common decency yeah <laughs> i think that's so funny uh he leaves she picks up the book on her own accord and starts reading which is a nice touch and that's where the episode ends with this big moment where a note slides under the door that says you don't belong here. She frantically opens the door and looks around, doesn't see anybody, and that's where we end this it episode. It was the tree. The place. tree left the note. A really good episode. Yeah, a really good episode. Talking back through it, it reminds me how it's still building stuff even though it's doing something else instead of just keeping the action bam, bam, bam from the first episode going. Well, and I think something this show has done the first two episodes and will continue to do for just about every episode that it has it ends on a note that makes me dying to watch the next one immediately that's what this show has that few sitcoms have that's what makes me almost not want to call it a sitcom it's got that breaking bad special sauce of i've got to know what happens directly like i have to start now and you have to wait a whole week Mm-hmm. which make that even more exciting than it would be if it was a Hulu or a Netflix show. Yeah. Because we could be like, can you fucking believe what happened on the show last night? And what are they going to do seven days you from now? You and I, how many times did we have that exact same conversation? Like, oh my God, how did they do that? Yeah. What are they going to do next? You know? And this is a good one. This is a, someone knows, who knows? I can't say anything because I do know. Mm-hmm. But I remember the thought of, well, who could it be? Yeah. It could be anybody. And I started, like, raking my brain. Okay, well, maybe it's this person. Maybe it's, you know. But, like, why would they slip her a note? Who could that? You know, like, yeah. it's great. So that's the episode. And I want to just very quickly, for the first time, step into Chidi's philosophy class. You're doing a hand motion with the, what is, that's a piano. I thought maybe we were a flute or something. Okay. Welcome to Chidi's philosophy class. Today, I just want to briefly talk about the one bit of philosophy that we've talked about a couple of times and struck me as interesting. The idea that your moral compass is something like an instrument that you can mm-hmm. practice and get better. I think two things. People are capable of change. So that's true. And I also people think, can change. <laughs> I also think that doing good thing after good thing to write off that you've done bad things is less than a good thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know if just practicing doing good things, if you are not in your inner being a better change person, it's like uh, performative. What do you think about that? That's I I think there's some truth. It's tough because you know. I think that. 
it's very rare that somebody would naturally act only on good like I hear you good things without thinking there's some sort of reward whether that reward be you get to get into heaven or you're gonna get you know I give you toys if you do nice things at school. It's truly the Santa paradox because I've had this conversation about will I tell my kids about Santa? On one hand, they should know and appreciate that their parents are the ones who are taking care of them. On the second hand, it's also a very good lesson to learn that you can give someone something without them knowing it's you and that's almost more beautiful than the see the receipt of how much this thing costs that I got you. Um, but that doesn't really answer the question. Do you think yes or no? It's like a flute. Practice makes perfect. Do a bunch I think of good things. Can you're get a good person. Better. And I think that regardless of what the initial intentions are, doing good things is a mm. good thing. You know, I think that whether something is good or not can sometimes, not always, but mm-hmm. sometimes you boil down to how does it affect the overall world around you or the people around you and i think if you're doing things like okay at my job it's my job to teach people how to dance make sure they have a fun time (laughs) yeah if somebody is you know 10 minutes late to their lesson Mm -hmm. and i don't have somebody after them and i just teach them over the 10 minute time am i doing that like do i get any more money for doing that no so it's like, okay, that's a nice thing Steven's doing. But I also know that me going that extra mile means they're probably going to stick around, take more lessons, so I do get do more get out of more it in the money. long run. Sure. So is it a is it a bad thing that I'm giving them that's that extra time at the is, end? Is there such a thing as a truly selfless act? I think they are much fewer and far between than you think. And I think that's kind of what makes them special and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the good that you're doing, even though it benefits you, isn't good. Yeah, But a true selfless act is far more seldom. And I don't think exactly Chidi's idea that Eleanor has to be truly selfless through and through to be worth helping. I don't know if I totally agree with that. No, I think the fact that Eleanor agreed to go with Chidi and sweep up trash in the first place was a good act, regardless of whether or not... Or agreeing to the class or just coming to someone of good moral ground and asking for help. I think it's good. Yeah. Telling anyone in the first place that she didn't belong there was the right thing to do. True. Well, that's Chidi's philosophy class for this week. Email us in, timeknifepod at gmail.com, your thoughts on that concept, the can you be a better person like an instrument by practice. Uh, Let us know what you think about that. Ask us questions that you'd like brought up in Chidi's philosophy class because we are not philosophy teachers. We are philosophy students, and we have a lot Mm -hmm. to learn, and I think we'll learn a lot over the course of this show. And that moves us into the next segment. You talk about good actions. Uh, Good and bad actions are the next thing to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Should we read what some of our patrons wrote in about who they think should be in the good and bad place this week? Go ahead. All right. So the first one was from our friend Artie, uh, who says that, um, you know, her good place is Tahani this week. Uh, She goes on to call her a brilliantly annoying character. Uh, and said that, of course, her actions are rooted in making herself look good, but she does make a genuine effort to help her community. I think I that, that that's a really great point. You know, yeah, Tahani is doing things to make herself look good, but she genuinely is, like, she hosted a great party for everyone. She organized cleaning up the trash and sacrificed her own flying time. I'm no sure one Tahani was expecting to her to do that. It didn't have to be her. Yeah. And she decided to. I think that's a good choice, Artie. Mm-hmm. Um, now... 
the bad place pick I can't disagree with uh, is Betsy. <laughs> sure. Oh, I'm sorry. She no? was tempted to put Betsy. Oh, okay. Um, but it looks like Michael is going to take the bad place spot this week for kicking a dog into the sun. That just about does it, doesn't it? Yeah. And she says she's looking forward to to hear our philosophy segment. So I hope cool. you enjoyed that, Artie. We got uh, we deep look forward into it. to hearing from you again soon. Thanks, Artie. Any other good place, bad place before we um, give on? Yeah, so let's see. Not exactly, but Danny did say in her email she wanted yeah. to highlight um, how that Ted Danson is a brilliant actor. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I lots of fun stuff there. I don't care if that's I'll drink yeah. to that. Great. I'll take it. Any any Ted Danson praise, I am happy for. It, and that's all we call this podcast patrons, Ted Danson but... praise with Zach yes. and Steven. I, I'm here for that. Now it's the time for us to put our deliberation caps on it's time for our good place bad place deliberations let's start with the bad place okay i'd like to go first zach go ahead who's the bad um, place for flying contrary to Artie, i'm gonna put teacup in the bad place because the dog? that dog does what did not the dog love do? oh its God. owner it ran away from its owner it was off loitering in the street in so the you're good saying place? basically all artificial intelligence goes to the bad place because it's like a ai dog well, that dog particularly does not feel or love. And because it doesn't love and it's lying about loving, bad place for Teacup. All Let's dogs see. go to heaven, but Teacup is not a dog. Teacock. Teacock. Teacock is Let's a... Let's go back to Chidi's philosophy class for that Freudian slip, <laughs> huh? <laughs> we went, this is not the uh, Oedipus Complex episode, Zach, so we will... <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one when we get to that one. Yeah. My bad place... I think Michael, again, he kicks a dog into the sun. Mm -hmm. That's enough for me. That's I also bad. think Eleanor, even though she ends up on the right side, she's a bit of a scoundrel this episode. Yeah. Trying to fly, trying to get away with cleaning, hiding all the trash. Uh, Michael the does the stuff. big bad thing, but Eleanor's got some work to do this week. Yeah. But good place. Artie said Tahani, what do you think? I've got Michael in my good place this week. Yeah, he kicked not a dog. <laughs> well, I mean, we saw what you did with your bad place, so I guess but, it tracks. But here's, here's why Michael's in the good place this week. Okay. He gave them flying, which is something people have always wanted. Okay. He did give this lady a dog that she thinks loves her and was willing to give her one that really did love her. You know, okay. he's just trying to keep the streets clean. Um, and also, I think that the the whole section with, with Michael and... John Yu is great because Michael is the one person who seems to be able to communicate with John Yu, and he's not getting, you know, any sort of interaction other than that. And, and that moment they have together showed that Michael may be an all-powerful being, but he's not an all-perfect being. And I think him acknowledging that and trying to work through that and understand these emotions is, is, is pretty good okay, in my book. Sure. I didn't go with uh, Michael. I also went with Tahani, mainly just because of her volunteering yeah. To, sure, it's not a true selfless act, but I don't believe that you have to be truly 100% completely selfless to earn a spot in the good place. Mm -hmm. She could have flown like everybody else. She chose to clean yeah. up instead, and it's a really nice moment. Uh, and I want to segue that in really quickly to a spoiler talk. So yeah, if let's you don't talk want, spoiler talk. If you don't let's want do to it. listen to us talk Wah! about spoilers, Wah! tune out now. We'll see you next week. We love you. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, take care. The first thing I want to say is spoiler incoming. It's Jason Mendoza, not Gianyu. He must be pissed that he has to clean instead it of fly. It not fucking fly? Jason's going to throw a fit. Are you kidding me? That's what I wanted to say about the scene with Michael. Michael knows that Gianyu is Jason Mendoza. Yeah. 
So you say it's a really nice scene where they have this connection, but Michael's playing mind games with Jason in this moment. He is, yes. And but I, I, I'm not putting spoiler talk into my good place, bad place. I understand. Yeah. But I'm that's the thought that, that I had. It's so interesting to watch the scene from the perspective of, like, both of these people know something that the other one doesn't know or that they don't yeah. know the other one knows, and it's interesting. So this is my, my third time watching through the show, but my first time watching it since, like, finishing the show. Right. Because I Same. hadn't this seen the, the last The first time since it's ended. Yeah. And seeing... Michael's little intricacies and how he's playing and manipulating everyone. Because we see in the first episode how he's torturing Eleanor, how he's torturing Chidi, even to a degree how he's torturing Janyu, right? But we start to see more how when he's not with Eleanor and Chidi, how he's torturing Janyu and, uh, sorry, Jason right. and right. Tahani. Because Tahani is like doing all these things, trying to clean up, and she's stuck with Jason, who she can't speak to or communicate with. Then Michael comes in and has this deep emotional moment with yeah. him when Tahani can't even get him to like respond oh, to her. Oh, this is my soulmate. I love you so much, soulmate, but she's putting that <laughs> on. It's not yeah. there. That's really cute. That's a good point. This is a great Tahani episode, though. It is a low-key great Tahani episode. Mm -hmm. And next week's episode is called Tahani Al-Jamil, so we're going to get more into that next week. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up with Michael, I think the dog moment reads kind of weird being from Michael the demon to another demon. And the girl being, like, upset about her dog missing. But it's all in front of – it's it's Tahani. purposely in front of Tahani. That That's what I came up yeah. with. But I don't really know if I see how that specifically tortures Tahani. It would make more sense if that tortured Eleanor because she's the reason that all of this is happening. Well, Tahani loves puppies. Jason loves puppies. And they just okay. watched Michael kick You're one right. of the sun and then hear him say that, that it doesn't really love you. That means that every interaction they've ever had with a dog was a lie. All that just to, to fuck with their brains a little bit. The last thing I want to say – and this might be a spoiler past season one, but a small one. Mm -hmm. I never, when watching the show as it went on, was a Chidi and Eleanor shipper. I like this show a lot more when it uses the characters as chess pieces in the bureaucracy of the world that they're in, and less when it worries about their relationship dynamics. Like in the later seasons when people start pairing up with different people mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm not finding that to be the case already this time. Oh, I'm a huge cheaty Eleanor shipper. Kristen Zach. Bell and William Jackson Harper, even when they're opposed, have so much palpable chemistry that mm -hmm. shows in this episode. So I wanted to comment on that while I could speak freely yeah, about it. I, I think that, especially going back through this show, they lay the groundwork so satisfyingly. True. And somewhat unexpectedly. Like, I sure, they're soulmates in this thing, but we're told right away they're not really soulmates. Right. So... The fact that they still have this chemistry and this friendship, that's the great thing. It starts off as, as just friendship. And you know that I that. love a good platonic relationship oh, in yeah. The Good Place. And we've already mentioned their, their shipping status. So I don't think it undercuts that, that seasons no. later they develop a bond off of that. We Because it's, it's, it's genuine. It's earned. Yeah. It's beautiful when it Absolutely. happens and, and has tremendous payoff every time that it happens you well know? to see just last week talking about how sad it is that chidi thinks he's here with his soulmate but isn't but he is he is he just doesn't know yet and that's yeah. cute love well love, let's love, wrap love up it. the show this was a really fun episode a good episode of the show and i had fun talking about all this stuff with you getting Me too. into the time knife i think we got into that time knife i think we did sliced yeah yeah i've i've, I've got no scratches on my 
on my hands or my fingies. Yeah, we I think did, we made we it out okay. Went into the time knife and came out looking all right. I think yeah. we did. Let's talk a little bit about how you guys can hang out with us and support us between podcast weeks. Uh, Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Be two weeks ahead on this podcast and get all kinds of content that we're putting out over there, recognition on our show, and a lot more. Uh, we're trying to make this show as good as it can be, and a little bit of support helps a lot. So check us out over there. Uh, also, email us. You can send us your trivia, your good place, bad place deliberations, your thoughts on Chidi's philosophy class, and anything else you want to you wanna send our way, timeknifepod at gmail.com. Steven, where can the people find us on the socials? If you, you know, if, if you want to soar up in the sky with us, make sure you come follow us over on Twitter and Instagram over at Time Knife Pod. Uh, we're also under on YouTube. Just search the name of the show uh, and you'll find us. Um, and you can watch the video accompaniment to this. Cool see video. me waving my arms around. Uh, we're there. We're here. We're ready for it. Come check it out. Uh, we're excited to hang out with you and we are happy that you ha- hung out with us today. We're really grateful that you're hanging out with us for this hour and some change. It means a lot to us. We hope you'll come back next week. And we would love if you would consider sharing this podcast if you're enjoying it, rating it wherever you're listening to it. Giving us ratings helps us be found by other people. So if you want to help spread the time knife love, find us where you find your stuff. Yeah. Come looking for us. Let's get out of here, Stephen. Why don't you wrap this thing up for us? From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. We're breaking We're free. Um, what's next? We're going to do some trivia for flying. You didn't give me a fucking score, Zach. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, a forking score. Squeeze it back. I'll edit that out. I'll edit all of that out so it just sounds like we're professionals yeah. who do things when they're meant to Thanks, be Zach. Please, I, I trust you to fix it in post. Yes. Cut to me looking at the AV club instead of listening while I'm editing <laughs> this later today. <laughs>